You know that scene in Bird Box where um, Sandra Bullock is on a boat with two kids and she had to navigate through rough waters blindfolded? Yeah, that's the visual representation of what parenting is like for me. I kind of just shut my eyes and I hope for the best because undoubtedly and with complete and utter honesty, I don't know what I'm doing. All right, all right, uh, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to the uh, another episode of I don't know what I'm doing. The dad pod. This is a podcast about a dad trying to figure out how to be a a not just a dad but a good dad, a good role model, and everything like that. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone who has been giving me a uh, good feedback and everything like that. Um, my name's Sofri, uh, and yeah, so yeah, that was a good podcast last week with uh, my friend Nukman. He shared with us his thought process on parenting, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a good listen. I listened to it a couple of times, uh, and uh, I, I listened to it with my wife as well, uh, who's a, an avid listener of this podcast. I think she's my number one fan, but she'll never admit it. Anyway, um... Before before we go um, before we get to the main part of the show, I uh, just want to do a little update on the family. Um, both boys are doing okay. Uh, two weeks ago, actually, uh, last was it last Sunday? No, two Sundays ago, um, we had a small little get together uh, to uh, officially shave off Cheyenne's maiden hair. Is it called maiden hair? Like his first hair. Basically, in our tradition, um, in the Malay Muslim tradition, no, not Malay Muslim, in the Muslim tradition, I think, um, it is, uh, it's one of our traditions whereby we we shave off the baby's hair and then we weigh the hair and then we also give the baby a taste of honey and, and dates. Um, I think it's a practice that our prophet used to do. So it's uh, encouraged to do. And instead of uh, going to a mosque or going to a, a religious person to, to you know, an imam or whatever to, to help uh, with this process, I actually like consulted on my, with my father-in-law uh, about this. And we agreed that <laughs> this kind of thing is actually easier done when you do it yourself. So we did a DIY um, chukur rambut, is what we call it. And uh, it was just us, just just a couple of family members. It was actually on my dad's um, 68th birthday. And sucks to be him because he was sick and he couldn't make it. So it was just my mom there. So it was my mom um, and my in-laws. We were just there at my place. Uh, and we, um, I, I honestly thought that we were going to like, Hand him, hand, hand Cheyenne, uh, over like from one person to another to shave a little bit of the hair, you know, like a round robin kind of thing. Down, but now thinking of it, it's actually quite weird if we were to do that. Anyways, um, 
Yeah. I thought my, my father-in-law was going to help uh, to do it, but he actually helped in everything else. And I became the person to first, uh, the first person to actually cut my son's hair. And that's really cool to me. And um, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I don't fancy myself a barber. But ever since I had a son, uh, I kind of wanted to learn how to cut hair. So I bought new clippers and, uh, you know, some some barbering tools and stuff like that. So I've always wanted to try. So if you do see me and my sons on the street, right, that haircut that they have currently, um, all done by me, all my handiwork. So if it's not perfect, that's my fault. But if it's nice, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of compliments on, on Samri's hair. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of cool, but uh, yeah, I'm I I want to learn, and I think it's a it's a skill that uh that you can take to your grave with, you know, like um. I first, I mean the the the, the interest really got started when, uh, I was in the army, and then uh, we, uh, I was just chatting with one of my NGs, my one of my very close NG. And he actually suggested to, uh, you know, learn these kind of skills, plumbing or, you know, hairdressing or barbering, because these are the skills that you can take with you until you're old. You can still do it when you're old. So um, that got me thinking that maybe I should like, you know, um, take this skill to another level. So yeah, that's where I got the interest for um, barbering, I guess. But I don't, I don't fancy myself an expert. But I do love to uh, practice. So if there's anyone who needs a haircut and are willing to be my guinea pig, please let me know. Email me or drop me in a tweet or Instagram, whatever. Um, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, so um, today on the show, we're going to talk about traveling with kids. And I'm going to talk about the experiences that I've had traveling with both my, not both my kids, with my experiences traveling with kids so enjoy um before i start um sorry it's just me this uh for this episode i really wanted to continue to have that kind of a uh, discussion like podcast with um with uh, Nukman or anyone else really, but um, Nukman isn't available. So uh, due to the time constraint, I, I thought, you know what? I can just share my experiences. So so yeah, this is just going to be a one-man uh, podcast for today. And uh, yeah, um, well, recently my wife and I have been chit-chatting and we've been discussing about maybe taking a small trip like a very short trip to uh kl kl is our um short trip destination it's just an hour's flight um it's very convenient there are places there that we we don't normally get to see uh and you know food places that we don't normally get to experience and um me and my wife were big uh foodies so yeah that's one of the reasons why we love to go to kl and um, since Cheyenne is also just a month old, a month old, a month plus, it's gonna turn two in 
on on eighth of August, uh, two months. I mean, so um, we thought maybe let's let's take a short trip. You know, just just the four of us to you know to test the waters on how we're gonna deal with um, traveling on a plane with two two kids, a two year old, and a two month old, and uh, yeah, that got me thinking that maybe maybe I should share my experience. Uh, prior to this, because obviously we haven't traveled uh, f- that far with Cheyenne. In fact, Cheyenne just got his passport, I think, last week. No, last two weeks. No, last week. Last week, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, Samir was... I mean, Samir traveled quite a bit when he was young, when he was a few months old. But most of the traveling is actually done on in, in car. Like uh, we went to Joe. I think if you guys follow my um, YouTube, you'll see some of the times that we traveled across uh, just to Joe, and we even had a small little staycation there when we when I think Samir was three or four months old, and um, yeah, for the most part, driving uh, unless there's a jam, it's easy, you know, with him. So here's the story of Samir's first flight overseas. Um, we, uh, it was December of 2017. Um, it was for my wife's birthday. I surprised her with a trip to, um, to KL, a short trip, one hour, just me, her and the baby. And, um, obviously as parents, I think other parents, um, also feel the same way. We don't want to be the one who has the crying baby who, annoys the whole cabin so there was that was actually one of our worries going into this so we did like fish for tips from our friends on how to pacify or how to nullify uh uh not nullify nullify is too strong a word how to pacify a baby in the event that um the baby gets um freaked out on a plane and uh you know makes the trip unpleasant for all the people the nice people in the cabin so um one of my friends actually suggested to have milk or juice ready or um even if if the baby uses pacifier put a little bit of a honey or something like that onto the pacifier this is to um and and, and actually uh, give it to the baby on the way uh when when uh when you're taking off or when you're landing this is to um activate his uh, natural uh, reflexes to counter, to equalize himself. You know that thing where your ears pop? Yeah. As adults and uh, when, when you're a little bit older, I think you kind of know how to do that. But as a, uh, as a baby, it's a new sensation that you have to, um, you, that, that might uh, freak you out. So, um, so yeah, we, we, we learned, we, we got all these tips and we, uh, we we brought our A game, honestly. So um, when we took off, like I said before, uh, I booked the flight to be during summer's nap time. So uh, miraculously, as the plane took off, my wife was holding on to the bottle of milk, getting ready to you know pacify him in the event that he he freaks out. And but like as the as the as the plane took off, she gave him the milk. And Samir, who was sitting on my, my wife's lap, slowly just, while he's drinking the milk, slowly just drifted into sleep. 
as as if he got sedated by by the by God or something, you know, like he like God kind of came in and just like sleep, and he just fell asleep, and it was a sight to behold because I've never seen that happen before. Like if that's what it takes to put my son to sleep during his nap time, I would like you know jump really high so that the altitude will you know the altitude will just put him to sleep. Obviously, I can't jump very high, but. Yeah, that was that was how how weird and crazy it was, but also a miracle. So um, not only that, he f- he slept through the whole entire trip, the whole hour of a flight, all the way to KL, and uh, only woke up when we were touching down. It's as if like the altitude put him to sleep. My wife even got concerned at one point, worrying that he there was something wrong with him, but he was actually fine the whole time. So yeah. That was that was our first flight out with Samir, and it was it couldn't be easier, honestly. Like he didn't make a sound, he didn't make a peep, he was perfect, and we didn't make uh, you know we didn't we didn't uh, stress out any other um, passengers or um, or the the flight attendants. It was it was perfect, yeah. And uh, on the on the flight back. Um, Things that could go wrong went wrong. Firstly, um, because I'm such a like you know a cheapskate, I booked the flight back when it's a bit later so that we have a little bit more time in KL because we're not in KL all the time, you know. So I I purposely booked a few more hours for us, uh, in KL to I don't know shop or eat or whatever, you know. And I didn't want to rush back so so soon. So um, I think I think our flight was at six or seven, and uh, by that time Samir was already sleepy. Like he it was it's not his nap time. It's actually like just not his nap time. So that's strike one for me, my fault as well. So um. And then in uh on the way back in the flight, he he didn't want to sleep. He just he he was just he he's I think he slept for a short while, but then he didn't want to sleep anymore. So he was, you know, quite difficult. And then um we were also hovering over Singapore for about 45 minutes because of some technical issues. And then that got him even more um agitated and he was a bit more he was a bit more um, vocal on our flight back than the flight there. So that made things very uncomfortable for us. And uh, yeah, so I guess we got the good side of things when we, fl- when we flew off. And then we got every bad um, repercussion on the way back. So all to all, our first trip with Samir on a flight was mixed. The next flight Samir took was actually to Perth. Um, you can find a video actually on, on YouTube, our trip to Perth. And that one is a five-hour flight. I have to be honest, I was really, really nervous for that because five hours in a plane with Samir sounds, especially at that age, sounds scary. Because again, I'm worried that he would um, act up and all that. But... Um, Actually, on the way there, it was quite decent. 
I purposely booked uh, the the we, we we were on Scoot and on Scoot you can choose uh which uh seats you want to take. So I, I purposely took the seat with extra legroom and nearer to the exit. You have to, you know, pay a little bit more, but I think it was worth it because Samir actually fell asleep and he slept for three of the five hours. And for the two hours we kinda just like um we pacified him by by letting him play with the iPad and by singing songs with him and uh yeah, all that. So it was a decent flight there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was cool. But on the way back, uh again, though <laughs> I the longest five of I felt like it was the longest flight we've ever had because he would not sleep despite being tired. He kept making noises. He kept um, disturbing everyone around. I had to carry him around the flight. Uh, and uh, by the way, the two times that we um, fl- flew back from wherever, KL and, and, and Perth, um, my son um, conveniently left me with a dirty diaper to change on a flight. So that's not fun. And my wife uh, left it to me also. So not fun also. <laughs> so the two times um, we flew back, what made um, the whole flight worse was me trying to handle a baby crying and then changing his diaper in the very, very small stall of a, what, laboratory is it? called the, the, the toilet in the, in the plane laboratory and then trying to balance him also and then I think on the way back from Perth when he had a dirty diaper and I had to change it conveniently enough uh, the seatbelt sign turned on so I was struggling inside the laboratory the small laboratory with a crying baby trying to get him to lie down so that I can change his diaper and avoiding any messy stuff on me because that's the only shit that I had going home and I didn't want to smell like, you know, doo-doo. So I was doing all that and then um, the fastened seatbelt sign turned on and the, the flight attendant kept knocking on the door while my son is screaming in my face. Uh, while I was trying to change his diaper and trying to get him to cooperate. And, well, that was fun. It was quite an experience. Um, but, yeah. So, um, like I said, it was the longest five-hour flight that I've ever taken. I've been to New York. I've been to, I'm not trying to brag, but I've been on longer flights. And this one was the longest because he wouldn't sleep. He would disturb everyone and I would have to pacify him. I walked up and down the flight for, I think, like 80% of the flight. Trying to show him things. And this is when I can, because, you know, the fasten seatbelt sign is off. But if the seatbelt sign is on, you can imagine how much um, stress me and my wife were under trying to pacify him uh, when he wants to walk around and look at things and stuff. So, yeah, that, that was that. Uh, yeah, so great. That was fun. 
And on top of that, by the way, just a little cherry on top. Uh, when we reached Singapore, uh, my wife was in the uh, duty-free section because she was buying a perfume for herself. Uh, and I was uh, tasked to just look after Samir. And he was already very volatile because he didn't have enough sleep. So he was very cranky, crying and running around and stuff. So I had to follow him, uh, you know, pushing all our bags, with all our bags, just following him everywhere. And uh, we were near uh, where all the other passengers from other flights comes out. So there was this man, uh, he kind of dropped his a duffel bag just behind my son. Uh, while he went to approach to, I think, get a trolley for his, his wife and himself or something. His wife then talked to Samir. Samir didn't know that the bag was behind him. His wife talked to Samir and asked him, what's wrong? What's going on? Because he was being cranky and Samir was a bit scared. So he backed up and backed up and backed up and he tripped over the duffel bag. And I was just, I was there just in time. Uh, to stop him from hitting his head on the floor. But, um, you know, you got you guys heard of dead reaction, right? The dead reflexes. Yeah, dead reflex. So uh, my dead reflex kicked in and I jumped and stopped him from hitting, the, hitting his head on the floor. But in doing so, my hand kind of, my, my, my hand was in an awkward position uh, and I actually heard a snap on my right ring finger. Uh, what happened was, as I caught my son, my right ring finger, the, the tip got pushed inwards and I heard a snap. And I knew it was a ligament issue. And then, yeah, so I tore my ligament on my right ring finger trying to catch my son. So now I have a mallet finger on it. And uh, yeah, nothing could have made that trip even better, right? So, yeah. That was my experience with uh, traveling with uh, my kid. So, fun. Great. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just re recalling all the bad uh, incidents because um, most of the good incidents or most of the good memories that I, I made traveling with my son and traveling my wife uh, are either captured on video shared on, uh, you know, on social media. All the great memories are always there. The bad memories we kind of block out because we don't want to, you know, people don't really want to see the bad memories. So I get it. But if you're listening to this podcast, then now you know. It's like a, a look behind the curtain of like what it's like to be a, like, parenthood without the social media stuff. So yeah, um, traveling with uh, kids is fun. Especially, um, Perth was fun. Uh, I got to show uh, Samir a kangaroo. And like I said, uh, I, I think I said uh, before in, in in my vlog that Samir is not, Samir has no fear when it comes to animals. He loves animals. Recently, he's been playing with a kitten and he laughs when the kitten tries to bite him. So, <laughs> so he has no sense of fear when it comes to animals. So when we were in, uh, Perth, we brought him to Kavisham Wildlife Park and um, that's where you, you can like interact with um, docile uh, kangaroos. I hope I'm using the right word docile. And um, he he actually approached them and he petted them and uh, he 
he massaged them, I think. You can see it on, on, on the vlog, the, the Perth vlog. But yeah, he's that was fun. You know, like showing him all these new experiences, um, getting him to wear, a, a, you know, a, a layering because it's cold. And then watching him experience cold for it, like cold weather for the first time. It's all fun. And um, even KL, when he was six, seven months, celebrating his mom's birthday, something sweet actually happened. Um, we reached, uh, my, my wife's birthday is on the 9th of December. We reached um, KL on the 8th of December. So um, that night, uh, we we were co-sleeping. Everyone was sleeping on the same bed. Uh, we got a cot uh, rolled in, but he didn't want to sleep there. So he slept with, with us on a bed. That night at midnight, he woke up on his own, awake as hell. His like his eyes were 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 bright, like beaming with light, right? And he was just sitting there. Um and we were we we woke up and then like I'm like, okay, I guess I guess I have to give my my wife her, her present now. It's as if he knew that it was his mother's birthday and he woke up just for that. And he was the one who actually gave him give give my wife uh her present, you know, her gift, which was sweet. And I think I put it in my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It's sweet of him. He's such a sweetheart. But yeah. So that was my experience traveling with Samir. And um, yeah, we're planning to do another one soon. Just a short getaway to KL again. Um, I think for myself and my wife... Uh, we just want to get away uh, from, you know, I think my wife's been uh, cooped up in the house doing chores for, for a bit too long. And maybe uh, a nice little short trip holiday should get her excited and happy. And uh, Cheyenne hasn't set foot outside of the country, so it'll be fun to see him there. And uh, yeah, Samir is a lot older now. So he... Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect with him in KL because um, I think if we were to go um, to KL, we'll, we'll probably just hang out at a mall, go eat stuff that we haven't eaten in Singapore, like Carl's Jr. or Yoshinoya, if there is, or um, you know, A&W. Yeah, I'm not going to queue up in Jewel just for A&W. So. so, yeah, just um, I guess that's our itinerary. We, I don't plan on seeing too much sites but two caves or whatever like that but like it's just a short trip and um yeah and maybe bring the boys to, to swim in the swimming pool of the hotel that we're staying at so uh that i'm also interested in and i'm really excited about if you are planning to um go for a trip with your boys or with your kids or whatever um and uh well here are my tips based on my experience uh, i'm just gonna drop some tips these are sophie's tips on traveling with kids and uh this helped me so i'm no expert but this is just uh, what what i did that helped for me so firstly if you are flying and you have the option to pick your seats online or whatever, um, pick the seats with extra legroom uh, and nearer to the exits. 
this is um kids don't really like to sit especially kids who sit on laps they don't really like to sit on laps for too long they like to stretch their legs they like to walk around they even like to stand up so having a little bit more space and a little bit more room on your leg room actually helps for you and also for 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 your kid well when we went to perth that's what we got and uh Samir actually felt a little bit more comfortable there's a little bit more space uh for himself and he would like even because we got the the one uh the seat that's like the first row of the uh is it aisle yeah first row of the aisle seat so um there's no one else in front of us and he could just sit down on the floor in front of us and it would be fine so that was that was um that was very helpful for us also um also i think you you can you can rent the best net if i'm not wrong if your baby's really really young so you can even put a best net and put the baby in there uh yeah for really long flights um secondly <laughs> i think um this this goes along with the first one um if you are traveling try and pick a short destination like a short trip first just to test out the water just to see um you know experience it for the first time and then learn from that so that your next trip wherever it could be further will be better that's what we did with Samir. We went KL first and now it's flight. And then we learned from that and then we went to Perth, which was a five-hour flight. Uh, and uh, it did help. The experience did help. So that could come into play. So think about that. Um, thirdly, pack snacks. You know, um, kids get bored very easily and uh, you need to entertain them in, in some ways. You can, you can bring a toy try and bring a toy that doesn't um, scatter too much on the floors, you know, like those blocks or whatever, not really uh, ideal. Um, one that can entertain him and not annoy the other passengers will be delightful. Like um, one that doesn't make too much noise also. So this, this, um, this, that kind of uh, links with, uh, that's, that's the reason why uh, we eventually resorted to the, to our iPad with uh, kids apps and stuff like that. So he he uh, he gets entertained and there, there are different different apps. So uh, it, it keeps his uh, interest going and he doesn't get too bored very quickly. So that's that. If um, also if your kid uses a pacifier, bring a pacifier. Um, the honey, the honey on the pacifier thing might work. I don't know. I didn't try it, but um, you can try, you know, to help with the equalizer. Uh, if you don't, uh, if your kid doesn't, if you don't use a pacifier, good for you, you know. Um, you might have to find a different way to try and pacify him. Maybe juice, milk. Um, yeah, snacks. Snacks helps a lot. And uh, yeah, that's that. Those are some of my tips. Um, I guess you're all set for your trip. If you follow my tips, if you have more tips, uh, do let, let me know. Um, drop me an email at uh, sofreeyourself at gmail.com. I'd love to learn more because we are also planning a, a trip for uh, another KL trip for us. So uh, we'd love to learn more and more, more things. Um, yeah, so um, have a safe trip and uh, yeah. <laughs>
um, there's this small story that I just want to share. Uh, I think I mentioned to Nukman last week that um, when I was 10, my dad brought uh, the family, except for my brother, uh, who was in NS, I think. Uh, he brought us to uh, Manchester. And then when, when we were in Manchester, he was promised by a, by a, f- by a family friend that um that we um that that a person will from that a local would bring us uh to a match and I remember the match, it was Leicester versus Manchester United I think it was in London, and we weren't in London yet we went uh I mean we weren't in Manchester yet we were in London at first, so and Manchester United were in I think I think it's Leicester in London I don't know but we were we were close, and so um the story is. Uh, someone was supposed to pick us up and we waited at this uh, Burger King for a very long time. And as time wore on, I could see that my dad was more and more um, deflated that his dream of watching Manchester United live kept fading as time went on. And then eventually the guy didn't show up and we just went back to the hotel. And I could tell that my dad was very upset. And I was really young. I was 10. And uh, I was kind of upset too. But I think he was more upset than, than I was. Like he... He... The reason why we he could bring us to places like that is because he's been working for the airline industry uh, for many, many years. Over 20... At that point, I think 20 to 30 years. So uh, he had the privilege of having a discounted price on flights. So he took the whole family. So I was actually um, blessed to be brought to many different places and experience different cultures from a very young age. Um, and I, I, I appreciate that so much about my dad, that he worked so hard for that for us. So um, that experience of that whole Burger King Leicester City, Man United, game not happening. It it it's stuck by me for many, many years. And I told myself that one day I would bring my dad to watch a game there, you know, to watch Manchester United because I know that's the one dream that he never really got to fulfill. And uh, obviously now having two kids and uh, I'm, I'm too tight down to even like have the idea to bring him to Manchester. But luckily enough, like um, a few months back, I found out that uh, Manchester United was coming to Singapore and immediately I tried and find tickets to, to get him because um, I know I can't bring him to Manchester to watch Manchester United, but maybe I can, since Manchester is coming to us, I'll bring him there. So on, uh, yeah, that's going to happen this Saturday, this coming Saturday. In three days. Oh, I'm excited. It's going to be myself, my brother, my dad. My brother's bringing his son. Uh, my, father-in-law's is, my father-in-law is also going. Uh, my, my brother-in-law is coming. And also, I got the permission from my wife to bring Samir. Because he's uh, underage and he doesn't need a ticket. So, I get to share an experience with him. So, that's great. So, I can finally watch, even though it's a pre-game show or whatever, 
I finally get to bring my dad to a Manchester United game and that really makes me happy and I hope he uh, I hope he knows how much it means to me to bring him to there you know I, I, I hope he has I hope he has a good time and I can't wait I'm really excited for that so yeah that's that um, that will be the end of this episode um, I hope um, I, I hope you guys enjoy yourself uh, keep listening um, we'll see um, if you have anything to add on uh, if you have any questions or anything like that hit me up at sophiyusil hit me up at sophiyusil at gmail.com that's my personal email or you can find me at average sophie on twitter sophiyusil on tw- uh, facebook and on uh, instagram so yeah have a great week be kind and uh, adios Thank you.